FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 461 of the podcast that goes snicked, snicked. I'm your host, Jason, and it is time for To Infinity and Beyond. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I guess, apropos now that, you know, nothing's breaking news, the old hat, right? But, you know, with Disney and Marvel, we can, we can cross our X-Men with Toy Story, right? That's fine. It works. No infringement, at least, right? Um, so to get, get one of the elephants out of the room, um, you know, a couple of people have mentioned or asked about, uh, and I think, I will assume, mostly out of concern or, you know, just kind of friendly advice. I, I'm not, not presuming any ill intent at all, um, and, and take no offense in any of it. But, you know, for a while now, probably well over a year, um, been having some struggle with my physical headspace. <laughs> um, you know, with COVID and stuff, I, I kind of made some decisions not to really do anything about it, but I pretty much have had some chronic um, sinus and, and head stuff that has impacted, I think, the quality of my voice a little bit. And, and I appreciate those of you who have stuck through the podcast regardless of that, especially those of you who are, have become really good friends and such. Um, definitely, you know, appreciate... Um, kind of the understanding and and not the free pass but you know just not making a, a big deal out of it or, or stop listening to the show or whatever but i am aware that it exists okay i don't want i mentioned a couple of times in passing but i definitely have not ignored it um i don't pretend that it's not there um you know i, I hope that my content and humor if you want to call it that and just kind of sincere joy for covering the books is enough to make up for it, as my genuine hope. But, you know, I am aware that it's there. Um, but with things, I know there's still stuff going on, but things having leveled out some with health stuff, I have made some moves um, and have met with some consultants to try to figure out what's going on. And it's not just a podcast thing, though that's, you know, something that, that bothers me. And, um, but, I, you know, it's also impacted, like, my hearing in my left ear. Um, there's just, just lots of stuff going on. Um, and so, yeah, we just let you know. Hopefully, maybe we'll hear on the podcast some um, some improvement over the next several months. And it won't be a fast process. You know, I've got to figure out what exactly, you know, can be done. Um, you know, whether it's... You know medication or procedural or you know there's there's different options we'll be looking at um with my new ent that, that i'm working with um but yeah i just want to know just want to throw that out there that you know i never really made a big deal about it because i wasn't really sure if there's anything i could do about it but now that i have at least a little bit of confidence that there's a path forward uh you know just want to recognize those of you that, that have um kind of overlooked it or gotten used to it. Maybe you don't even notice anymore if you, if you listen all the time. But, um, but yeah, you know, just know that, that, you know, hopefully that will kind of eventually become a thing in the past and I won't sound like I have a cold, you know, 365 days of the year, which would be nice. And honestly, just for me, just 
feeling better um, and you know feeling more confident about talking <laughs> which is pretty important for a gosh darn podcaster but um anyway I just wanted to mention it I uh, had had a good meeting with some doctors last week I uh, had some scans done today we'll we'll review that and kind of come up with the treatment plan um, but just excited to kind of have that underway so so thanks for hanging in there those of you that, that have um, and know maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel so anyway enough of that that's depressing let's talk about something that's really exciting um these at least i think so um these infinity comics um so we have a lot of news that we'll talk about i've kind of been putting off i know some of it will not be as as breaking news by the time i meet with the Excalibros again but um you know there's definitely some stuff going on there but we really wanted to talk about these infinity comics um particularly the x-men unlimited one so here's the deal. Um, one of the things that, that need to go ahead and mention now, we'll, we'll really get into this with the Escalvros, hopefully, uh, Georgie and Dan, but um, Jonathan Hickman kind of stepping away as um, head of X, <laughs> so to speak, but uh, obviously he still has Inferno coming up, which I'm very excited about. And then was revealed these uh, Infinity Comics on Marvel Unlimited one of which is an uh, X-Men Unlimited. I don't know how many it's supposed to be. I wasn't really sure what I was getting into before I started reading them. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the cover picture is Wolverine, so and it, and it turns out it's a pretty Wolverine-centric story. Almost almost Sinkman's turn at doing a Wolverine solo comic, at least for this first arc. And I don't know if that's all there is or there'll be more when this is done. I really have no idea. Uh, if he's going to take turns focusing on solo X-Men characters, don't, don't really know. Um, anyway, you know, he's also moved a lot of creator-owned content to, to Substack, like a lot of, of Marvel and DC folks have. Um, and some have taken different approaches, right? Some are phasing out, some, like JT Ford, are just kind of like, uh, I'm, I've done what I've done and that's it. For, like for DC, and then I'm gonna do my stuff, you know. I'm walking away from Batman and, and the big two. Um, and you know, some have taken more of a phased out approach, right? Um, it's hard to tell exactly what all these creators' plans are. I'm not sure they've all been abundantly clear. I don't know, not that they're trying to hide anything. I just think, you know, maybe it's not really known yet exactly what they want to do. Um, but yeah, but. Hickman, at least, is going to do Inferno, and he says he's not done with Marvel, and then we have also these uh, Infinity Comics on Marvel Unlimited. So, the, the, the design of these is interesting. Um, we'll talk about it as we get into it, but um, one of the things I want to mention, obviously, right, um, you know, let's call it spade a spade. Uh, I know I do kind of two different timelines, but I, I am, or we are, when I have a guest on, an index show, a comic book index podcast. Uh, we do appearances, pretty much do all appearances, uh, and we have uh, shows that run current time in 2021, and shows that are flashback episodes, flashback, that, that cover, you know, we started way back in episode 10 with Cameron Sinclair on Wolverine's first appearance, and are now all the way up in 1993, almost 94. So, you know, I've been doing that for a long-ass time. <laughs> but, um, 
But yeah, but that is what we are. And I know there's different ways that people consume and enjoy comic book index podcasts, right? Uh, I think the most rewarding way for me personally is to read along with the shows, or at least have read before, uh, you know, like with the case of um, Make Ours Marvel, a show that I loved and will miss dearly. Um, I got way ahead of them in my 60s and now 70s reading, but it wasn't that long ago that I read them, so I was able to, you know, go on Marvel Unlimited and kind of flip back through, not necessarily reread them all the way, but kind of just, you know, give a glance, refresh my memory, and then listen to the episodes. Um, and that was a really enjoyable process. And, you know, I, I joke with uh, Al a lot from Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. Um, that I listen to his episodes way, you know, as they come out. But for a long time, I had not read a lot of that. <laughs> and and so I've gone back as part of my 70s read-through. Whenever I happen across an uh, Adam Warlock appearance, I'll go back and find his old episode and listen to it again. And I will say, I love his show no matter what. I've always enjoyed it. But there's an extra layer of... I guess it's just a little more rewarding listening to it the second time having just read the comics. Uh, there's just something that, that I enjoy about doing it, consuming a show that way. But I know not everybody worries about that. You know, the other kind of primary way, and then I know I know of at least a few people who listen to uh, the podcast and Ghost Nicked almost as a substitution for reading. <laughs> and I won't lie, I've done that with podcasts before as well. And it's not it's not a bad option either, right? Um think of the DC podcast, one of the first podcasts I ever started listening to that kind of helped inspire me to start podcasting, uh, Raging Bullets. Um, and a lot of what I did, you know, they were covering, at least at different points in time, a lot of everything that DC was doing. And I was only reading some of it, but I kind of used them to keep up <laughs> with the books I wasn't reading. Or maybe I was kind of interested in a book, but it wasn't in my budget. And so I, I listen to them, and you know, they kind of do what I do, or maybe I copied them unconsciously a little bit. Um, you know, with every coverage was at least something of a synopsis. And so, it, you know, it was kind of an easy way for me to keep up with books. And I, I know of at least a few people who have commented or reached out and said that's how they listen to my show on the new books is, you know, some, some of it they decide what they're going to actually eventually read based on what, you know kind of how not whether I enjoy it or not I don't think I'm that important but they can at least hear the story elements and decide if that's something they're interested in or not um and so that's, that's kind of the other option right so so I guess the reason I bring this up now um is you know the thing about these infinity comics is they are exclusive to having a subscription to Marvel Unlimited I believe the first issue if you want to call it an issue, and I don't know exactly what the nomenclature for that is, but um, I guess I'm going to refer to them as issues because that's you know comics is what we're used to saying. Um, I believe the first one was free, um, available to to get on the app and just read without a subscription. I mean, you can't swear to that because I have a subscription and I don't know how to get into the app without one, <laughs> so I can't verify that. But I, I had heard that that's the case. Um, but yeah, so I guess what, I, what I'm getting at is if you don't have Marvel Unlimited, you kind of have a few choices here, and I want to give those to you before we jump into the content. Um, 
you can wait and see, you know, if these are going to ever be made available in any kind of print fashion, though, yeah, that was kind of my assumption at first, right? Like, um, you know, di a, a digital first kind of approach. Having read them, I don't know how that would work, to be honest. Um, and that, that, that'll probably make more sense if you decide to go and listen through. But one option is, you know, to kind of press pause, skip this episode for now, um, and come back to it after you've had a chance to either read it or, or do a trial, maybe on Marvel Unlimited, and, and come back and listen. Definitely an option, and, and no hard feelings if that's the route you decide to take. Um, you know, obviously another option is you don't have Marvel Unlimited, but maybe you just want to hear what's going on and see what story elements might be germane to the X-Men universe at large, right? If anything matters, I don't... It's hard to say right now, even four issues in, uh, if, it'll, if this will have any real impact on the larger story. I'm definitely enjoying them, but, you know, it doesn't mean... You know, there's some people that, that read comics and they only enjoy a story if it feels important <laughs> right like it has a big deal to the universe at large and you know i'm more of i just care about the story and if it happens to have a connection i will ex celebrate and explore that connection but it's not essential for me to to love a, a comic um and that's not to say that's the right way to read that's just just me personally um but yeah I, i'm I've rambled quite a bit about what this episode is going to be. I, I guess it's probably time to just let the episode be what it is. So, all things aside, I'm going to jump into Marvel Unlimited here and run through some, some comics. So, X-Men Unlimited number one is uh, by Jonathan Hickman and Declan Shelby, which is exciting to me. Two creators I like quite a bit for the most part. Um, the letters are by VCs Josephino and I want to mention you know what's going on here so production is by Annie Ching and production manager is Tim Smith 3 um, and I'm assuming you know they have a lot to do with like the layout and how this comic flows so I'm gonna I had to go to the back end of this to do that so I'm gonna go way back to the very front of this thing let Marvel Unlimited catch up. There's quite a bit of scrolling. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on, come on, come on. Now, I will say, you know, there's not really a cover to these. I think you jump in with kind of the the logo, which is the Dawn of X, House of X, kind of style X in the circle, and it says X-Men Unlimited and X-Men Infinity Comic by Jonathan Hickman and Declan Shalvey, and it's set in a sky of stars where the stars are condensed to make kind of an X in the background. Kind of a cool effect. Um, now, obviously, when you look at the issue in the Marvel Unlimited Index, it has to have a picture or a cover image. And those are just stolen panels from the comic. Um, so, yeah. So, so what happens here is this comic is all vertical. You know, I guess so. What happens if you... Yeah, because you, you turn your phone or your device horizontally and just widens the screen, but you still have to, you still scroll down. And I've read several of these, not just the X-Men one, and they're, they're, the quality is varied, I think to be expected. Or at least my enjoyment of them is varied. I'd say they all look pretty good and read pretty well for the most part. But, um, 
some of them, like this one, really lean into the fact of what this is and what the infinity aspect of the comic is, and that there are not necessarily panels. Like it's a long, it's just one long vertical comic, and you kind of move through the action. There are some breaks, right? I don't want to, I don't want to mislead. There are definitely some breaks where you can say, "Oh, that's the, that's the panel." But what I say is going to be really difficult to translate to print. Is how we open this issue one or this first, yeah, first chapter, um, X Men Unlimited number one, because you see the logo and the stars in the in the initial credits, and you scroll vines and stuff around the top of the peak, and you just keep scrolling down the massive hole of the peak space station, and there's several quote unquote what would be panels that are just the body of the peak. And you can't shrink it, you can't like shrink it down to see one image. Like you, you scroll down the length of the peak station and get to the bottom and you know, it talks about the story element, which is an hour ago a cloaked aim extraction team broke into the peak full of bad intentions and equipped with the very worst of human technology. And um, Talks about how they were able to sneak in. It shows their ship attached to the bottom of the peak and then taking off. And um, they stole some mutants. And it's, it's kind of cool because their ship flies away. And it kind of looks like a cross between uh, Slave One, the Boba Fett ship, and Modoc <laughs> from the bottom. So you see the ship kind of flying away uh, back towards the Earth. And it's kind of cool. You see like the. The sun coming over the horizon of the Earth is a nice little panel, but the ship—you see the ship from the back or from the bottom. I'm sorry, because it's flying away and kind of, kind of vertically, like like Boba Fett's Slave One ship, and you have the the propulsors or rockets or whatever in a triangular shape around the top, and then you have some lights that look like eyes and a mouth and like a little robot, uh, Monot. Um, so they stole three mutants. And, you know, obviously the concern is what's AIM going to do with three mutants that they knocked out and stole and, you know, have suspended in animation. Um, so, and, you know, the narration says some nations would call these acts of war that demand a response. And we see a little portal and a little door that opens up and he goes, uh, not me. I don't care much for war. It's too big, too impersonal. I gatewayed onto the station five minutes ago. Retribution and Rescue all wrapped up in one package. And we have an interesting thing that happens here. I've seen some other people comment about this on Twitter, so definitely not claiming a unique thought, though and I definitely thought of it on my own. Um, but Wolverine kind of pokes his head out and drops through space. And, it, you know, in the Infinity comic, again, you scroll down through a lot of open space, and then you see his little body falling through the stars, then it zooms in, and you see him continuing to fall through space. Um, and it's some really cool, almost some sarcastic, sardonic narration from Hickman. He's like, and for some reason, you've been hiding under a rock and don't know who I am. Well, I'm Wolverine, and I'm the best there is at what I do. <laughs> and kind of almost mocking that. And that's when we get a close-up of his face. It looks really great. So he's free-falling from, from the space station, down towards the aim ship 
And right after he talks about internally the best dynamic what I do, he slams into this aim spaceship with a crunch and a curse word. <laughs> Some cartoon comic strip expletive. Um, so the question is, not that his healing factor can handle it, but he seems to be just kind of floating through space with no ill effects. Um, and normally, when Wolverine goes into space, he wears some sort of spacesuit, right? We just did a Fatal Attractions for our ninth anniversary, and there are panels in there where they go up to Avalon, and the X-Men all have their uniforms like under a spacesuit. And Wolverine is kind of drop suit now. Maybe the peak is more like in—I don't know what you call it, like suborbital space. Like maybe it's not outer space, because also he definitely has gravity. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he falls out of this thing and gains speed as he falls towards the aim ship, and and that's another thing. <laughs> the aim ship is flying with rockets towards Earth, and Wolverine just kind of jumps out of the bottom of the peak and catches this mofo um, and crashes into it with a speed that hurts him. So he was moving faster than this aim spaceship, which is not free-falling, though even if it was, it's heavy, it's just, I'm not sure about the physics of this, but, you know, kind of gets, gets left behind, I guess, but anyway, he sees a window in the spaceship, and AIM also sees the window, um, so Wolverine's first mission is to rescue the other mutants, um, and the second, which is a bit more tricky, is finding out what they wanted in the first place. So basically, I'm gonna, I gotta save my friends and then find out what AIM is up to. So he pops his claws with the stars behind him in an awesome panel where he's in shadow and he cuts his way into the spaceship and you see bits of spaceship and AIM scientists. Now this, now they're floating out into space, so a little confusing on the physics, but there's a, a really long sequence of you just scrolling down through aim debris and scientists exploding out of the ship um and Wolverine jumps in and he sees a big computer and he talks about he hates computers but he sees where the ship is heading he finds some plans um there's the paradigm shift which is the aim dreadnought and this escape vessel is heading towards that and right on cue they dock with the dreadnought, with the uh, paradigm shift, and the room goes red, and Modoc AI online mission comes on, and we see a big angry computerized face that yells at Wolverine, and Wolverine tries to figure out what's going on, and um, you know, the, the sh he basically says, "I am the ship. The ship is me," um, and you know, I'm gonna blow you up, and he initiates himself. Destruct sequence for 20 seconds and Wolverine starts running. And we see the AIM scientist with three, like, space caskets, or stasis tubes, and shadowy figures underneath um, of the three mutants, and they're loading it uh, somewhere else. <laughs> I guess on to the, to the main, to the dreadnought. And um, we see some, just some really, this, the art in here is really fantastic. Um, and with Declan doing his own colors, there's some really cool stuff going on here. Um, when the A side is look back and they see Wolverine in a red circle and he comes out of it, uh, his his shadow turns to green and they close the door just in the nick of time. We see Wolverine yelling um, through 
the door with spit coming out of his mouth and then it blows up and that's the end so we assume our cliffhanger on this one is that uh, Wolverine blows up with the ship and then aim will get away right I mean that's what we assume <laughs> of course we know that's probably not going to happen but uh, that's how this one ends and so if I can remember and there's not the only thing I don't like about the Infinity comics is there's not like when you get to the end there's not like a next button you have to like remember to swipe from the left side and it'll pull up the next one so we're going to go to number two um we kind of start off with the same logo in space. And I'll, I'll grade these all at once because I kind of feel the same way about all of them. Um, so it starts off, you see the, the ship blowing up on off the bottom of the Dreadnought. Wolverine kind of in between. He was in between the ships. Um, that, the door we saw get shut in his face was the airlock to the Dreadnought. And the scout ship blows up and he's kind of stuck between them. And he's now he's gonna he sinks his claws into the exterior of the dreadnought. He's getting burnt by the explosion. Um, he's screaming in, sp in space, knowing who you scream. But he's uh, yeah, it, it must be some kind of sub, just upper atmosphere and kind of thing. Maybe at night, and that's why it's dark and starry, because he's burning, which he wouldn't he wouldn't burn in the vacuum of space. Um, but he's definitely on fire. Uh, so anyway, uh, well, <laughs> it hurts. It always hurts every single time. It's why I'm such a peach, which is a really funny. And on that line, you see him, and he's all charred. He looks like a, you know, a burnt husk. And the AIM scientist is like, oh, crap. <laughs> and he yells an exclamation point. And you see Wolverine not cut through the doors, which is interesting. But you see his six claws poke through the middle of the door where it opens and he uses his claws to pry the doors open which is interesting because um, you would think the force that he's exerting with the adamantium blades he would have really not succeeded in splitting the door and just kind of cut through them but he's able to pry it open it's, it's a really cool sequence uh, you know there's there's several things kind of in these issues or yeah in this story I'm not entirely sure if it makes sense but it's still pretty cool like the scene of Wolverine dropping from the peak space station to the aim ship, it looks rad. And it actually works with the Infinity Effect really well because you actually get to drop with them, and that's cool. Um, and this, too, is also it's a great sequence of him fighting to pry the door open. And then he gets greeted by a Zack and gets shot with a science gun. He says, I'm not in the mood, pal. He sheathes his claws and punches the aim guy out. And he sees three doors. And he's confused. He beats up some more aim guys. And he uh, walks up and says, What's the code? Um, he goes, You don't even know what that is, but it's 4290. Um, and Wolverine says, Well, it's, it's cooler, so I think it's a fridge. And he goes, Beep, pop, beep, boop, boop. And it's a, a six pack of beer. And it says, Do not drink and let your name is Ted. Signed, Ted. Wolverine pops the top says, who's Ted? Uh, he was on the transfer ship. He got sucked out into the space when you boarded it. <laughs> he goes, okay, then we drink to the loving memory of Ted. So long, Ted. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> Wolverine starts drinking all his beer. And the AIM guy, you know, slanders and says some derogatory things about Wolverine being a mutant. 
And he's like, oh, come on. And he says, which elevator shaft leads to my friends? And the end guy with the reflection of Wolverine in his visor says, I'm not telling you anything. And Wolverine doesn't cut him. He just starts punching. And we see several kind of squares in a white background of him just punching this guy until the glass in his helmet, in his beekeeper helmet breaks. And um, we just, he just keeps beating this guy into a pump. Um, and finally, the guy's like, I'll talk. He's like, I don't believe And he hits him again. And he just keeps hitting him, even though the guy is trying to cooperate. And he says, it's the middle one. And Wolverine just keeps beating him. Um, and he takes his beer, and he kicks in the door. And he sees there's a big, empty elevator shaft. And he jumps down. And again, with the Infinity experience, we get to jump down vertically with them. And we see him kind of bouncing off the wall. We fall somewhere through empty space. So they really use empty space in these things, at least in these, right? Not all the, the comics will do this. But um, you see him, you go a little bit further down, and now he's drinking a beer as he bounces off the wall. You go a little bit further down, and he finally lands at the bottom with an ouch. And we see almost like a Modoc Supreme Intelligence. Like a big glowing Modoc face with lots of vines or cables, organic cables. And Wolverine's like, oh, they lied to me. And you see, you pan back to the image and his face is all swollen, just beaten to a pulp. He's like, <laughs> and that's the end of that one. So these move pretty quick. They're a pretty breezy read. It's not a bad thing but definitely worth mentioning. All right, so now we go to number three. Uh, it's all the same stuff. And we see again the debris. And now this is MODOK, mainframe of the AIM Dreadnought Paradigm Shift. Cannot be bargained with, reasoned with, or manipulated by external contaminants. All that you've accomplished by reaching this point is ensuring your painful and inevitable demise. Inevitable. I rushed through that. Um, and he's laughing. And... Wolverine's like, what is it with talking robots? And he's got another beer. <laughs> and, um, and he tries to ask, why, why do you want the mutants? And, um, and Monarch, he, you know, obliges. He says, you know, we have some data analytics and forecasting that says AIM will not survive the next five years without po Project Tundra. And Project Tundra demands biological resources. And... It must succeed for AIM to survive. Therefore, AIM must have biological resources. Do you understand? And um, <laughs> Wolverine pops his claws with a really nice snicked um, and says, you know what? I'm just going to cut until I figure this out. And he jumps at the hologram and realizes that it's just a hologram, but he's still able to kind of cut the part of it um, somehow. And again, not really sure how it works, but... Um, as he cuts through it, the AIM hard drive or AI starts losing memory or pieces of data. And um, Wolverine just keeps cutting. He keeps cutting data strands and we just see him, his hands and claws slicing and dicing. And uh, he just keeps cutting and cutting. And um, Monarch's like, fine, a peace offering. And he basically flushes the hologram down to the next floor um, and sees two AIM scientists with one of the floating coffins. And then I'm like, oh crap. And we see them thrown 
And Wolverine's like, all right, let's get you out of here. And it's Nightcrawler. And really fun. I think we're going to get a Wolverine and Nightcrawler uh, team up. And that's what they say. Um, they say we're going to go rescue the other mutants, but they've already been transported or translocated to other AIM bases. One in the Antarctica and the other in New Zealand. Um, and Nightcrawler's like, should we split up? And Wolverine's like, no, man, we're going we're gonna to go go on a team up. And he finds a AIM yellow jacket, puts it on, and... Um, and basically they bamf out and that's the end of that one so again pretty breezy issue but pretty fun um and my it doesn't always want to swipe to get to the next issue that's the only like i said a lot better you know your normal comics on marvel unlimited when you get to the end you have like a go to next issue button this i wish that had this on here because sometimes my phone does not like my finger like right now, like I can't get it to go. <laughs> Finally. All right, so then we go to number four, which I swear when it first popped up, um, said number zero, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense because it's not before; it's just the next chapter. But uh, now it shows number four, so maybe I saw that wrong. I don't know. But anyway, uh, Wolverine and Nightcrawler are going to the Antarctica base. So Grant, get your Antarctic mission, mission suit on. Uh, by the way, if you're not listening to Grant's Truth, Hope, and Justice Superman podcast, you are doing yourself a disservice. So go listen to that. Anyway, they're in the ice. They bamf inside. I guess he can just teleport blind now. <laughs> That's always been an issue before. But I feel like the last several years, the writers have just been like, no, we just need to teleport, whatever. Um, they get inside, and the Wolverine falls off a ledge. He's like, oh, Shit, and he, we see, again vertically we fall with them. We see Nightcrawler bamf down. He catches them and goes through some more black space, and they bamf to the floor. Again, not classic Nightcrawler. Normally, he has even expressed concern before that if he bamps while falling, then he can't just teleport to the ground because he arrives with the same force as if he was falling. But here they're just fine and dandy. Though he does say that's a rather ominous start to the mission. Um, I hope Dan from the Excaliburs is is getting to read this because I know how much he loves Nightcrawler, maybe even a little bit more than me. And Nightcrawler is my second favorite X-Man. So, um, yeah, I, I see them teaming up and I kind of think of me and Dan going on an adventure. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they come to a door and Nightcrawler's like, shall we walk? And Wolverine sniffs. And we see the other side of the door, a bunch of aim guys with guns ready to shoot the door when it opens and oddly one aim scientist looking the other way and holding his fist up to his mask like he's coughing wolverine's like we should go around so they vamp somewhere else and wolverine sniffs again not sure um and nightcrawl's like what's this what do you smell and they, they there's an aim bathroom and there's a guy He's completely pulled his, his science suit down. He has his mask on and an AIM newspaper covering up his naughty bits. And we get a yep with a snicked. It's really great. Um, fantastic panel there that may or may not become the cover image of the episode. And another just meep <laughs> curse word of the AIM scientist. And then five minutes later, deeper inside the base, 
we see Wolverine and Nightcrawler fighting through AIM agents. Uh, saying it's not going super smooth, Wolverine's getting shot up. Then we pan back up, we see the Hydra agent with his head shoved in the toilet, presumed dead. Um, and Wolverine's like, we'll just keep cutting. And we see him, we see them fight down the layers of the base. And again, vertically, we go with them in the Infinity reading. Um, and Nightcrawler's like, I find the capsule. And uh, Wolverine's like, I'll fight him off. And he does. And I really love the use of the kind of the monochromatic coloring and shadowing that Declan Shelby does here. Art's really fantastic. Um, so he opens it up in its chamber, and Chamber's pissed. And I guess maybe he was awake. <laughs> maybe they're not suspended they're just trapped in there and so Chamber lets his power go and we get to follow that down vertically with a big a big vertical whoosh of his power and Nightcrawler's fine Chamber's like oh man sorry guys and uh we scan over to Wolverine and all the aim scientists are down Chamber knocked him out but Wolverine is also taking the brunt of Chamber's powers and he growls at Chamber and um <laughs> Wolverine says, Kurt, teleports to the next base so we can finish this missing. I want to get home and get this bacon smell off me, okay? And he's like, alright, off we go. Vamp. And then we have an epilogue. When they get to New Zealand and they've been evacuated. So the last mutant, which looks like, kind of like Rogue, we get just a brief glimpse of the shadowy figure through the yellow glass of the, of the coffin or the tube. And, but there's like two tones in the hair, so it's kind of like like Rogue with the white and brown hair. Um, it's definitely a female figure, but you know it could be someone else as well. Um, but yeah, they want to figure out what Ames' plans are, but maybe they only got three mutants off of the peak. Um, but we see a whole hall full of these tubes. Maybe they're not all mutants. Maybe there's some humans or aliens or other things in there. But there's a bunch of tubes, and that's to be continued. And we've caught up to where I am. So I originally intended to do this a few weeks ago when it first came out. And work and family stuff just kind of got in the way. You know, sometimes real life interferes with your hobbies, unfortunately. But I'm kind of glad we got to do all these. So it's a nice, fun story. I gotta say, so the art is fantastic. Um, you know, Shelby, Declan Shelby doing the art. Is, is always a treat and doing the colors is just I really like his color choices and his color style it looks really fantastic I really enjoyed it um, and like I said there's some things in the story that are maybe improbable or you kind of question some of the physics of it but that said it's still a fun story I mean the idea that AIM goes and kidnaps some mutants and then Wolverine goes on a search and rescue mission and then the first guy he wakes up is Nightcrawler. And we can see them kind of do a buddy cop mission. Um, you know, it is light. And with, with the format of the comic, it's a pretty quick read. But it looks great, and it's fun. And I kind of enjoyed the heck out of it. I don't know if it's necessary. I mean, there's kind of the one gimmick, Right. Which is the, we can do one really long vertical scene and we can kind of help the reader experience the vertical movement by having a lot of dead space. And like I said, not all the comics that, that do Infinity Comics kind of lean into this as much, but the X-Men Unlimited one so far definitely does. Um, and it's, I mean, it's kind of fun. It's kind of cool. It is definitely... Mm, 
it's kind of a weird thing to me. Like, well, this is this warrants this whole format because I'm not sure if that's really the case or not. I'm not complaining. It's just like you know, okay, it's kind of okay, fine. Um, but the story as a comic, as a comic story, um, I really like Kickman's Wolverine voice. Uh, I think it sounds pretty good, and I really like the art. So. I think there's enough kind of like head-scratching moments that I'm not going to give it 6 out of 6. Well, I'll, I'll give it a pretty hearty 5 out of 6 claws. Um, gimmicks aside, I'm just enjoying what it is as a story. So there are a couple other things I want to talk about, if I can find them real fast. Um, let's see, where is all the Infinity stuff? I thought there was like a whole... Infinity section. Yeah, see y'all. Okay. So there is a um amazing fantasy prequel on here. A prelude. Now Wolverine so far, there's not been a Wolverine in the Amazing Fantasy comic. Now the the prim- premise of this, if you've been reading it, which I have because I, I like uh, Kari Andrews arts, um is that there's different characters plucked out of different points in the timeline. Uh, we have like a very young Spider-Man, Captain America gets pulled out of World War II, and um, Black Widow from a, a teenage, or very young adult Black Widow from the Red Room. And that's what we've seen so far. And I don't remember if they specified that it was Weird World, but they're, they're all pulled to this place. And they're all kind of given their own tribe and become the champions of these tribes, um, not knowing that they're going to eventually have to fight each other. And not that these characters at this point in time wouldn't even know each other. Um, and kind of get the the uh, uh, notion that the Spider-Man in the story would be before Captain America came back. Uh, Captain America, obviously, this is before the other heroes, and... Black Widow at this time would not have met any other heroes, so I mean, they probably wouldn't know each other anyway. So that kind of gives a, a little bit, a little bit more reason for them to get kind of go at each other. But anyway, this prelude issue features Wolverine, and at the beginning, he wakes up and says, "What have I done?" And he's mourning at Mariko's tomb, which is nice. And he's just. He's in kind of his western outfit. He's got the jeans on and the white beater and the, the jacket with the fur collar on top of that and the cowboy hat. And he's he's obviously drinking and he's just very, very upset. And we get some cool like halftone art of him laying in front of the the cemetery and the, the, the monument in the cemetery. And he's, he's just mourning. And he broke a glass and he... he crunches the glass in his hands and to make it bleed because I want to show you how much I'm hurting but it never lasts and you see the blood dry up assuming his healing factor is kicked in and you off panel you hear filthy thighs and you see these female creatures and they say we are consequence we are retribution and Wolverine's like I'm dreaming and they're like no you killed us one by one and you don't really, I don't really get a good sense of who they are but they attack Wolverine and some kind of phantasms um, you know, Wolverine solo and he gets shot with their arrows and um, but he's like, oh, I don't know who you guys are, but I'm going to fight and he, he at some point pulls his mask on, so he's got his, his cowl on and he's cutting, he's like decapitating these and cutting through them um, 
but yeah, and then he slumps in front of the the uh, monument again with arrows out of his shoulders and blood, and the things laugh, and he crashes through the ground and falls through the sky with one of the creatures, and um, and Mariko now the ghost of Mariko falls with him, and I don't leave me again, and he lands, and he's attacked by a giant like polar wolf bear and it eats him and we get a really awesome like stylized cartoon he snicked and three claws punching out of the back of the bear the classic swallowed by the monster and wolverine cuts his way out um and like i ain't in japan anymore tono and um and we see a blue witchy woman says my hero you have slain the great beast and saved my life what can i do to repay you all i have to offer is a bed and a hot meal He's like, I want a bath. And so he takes her, she takes him to his tent. Uh, she takes off his, her hat. Wolverine thought she had a horned hat, but she actually had a hat on top of her horns. Um, he's like, real horns, huh? Neat. And she's like, says the man with silver claws. And um, she offers him food, but then decides to make out. We get a nice black space. We assume they made love with the cow on. <laughs> and um, the witch smile turns into a giant monster mouth with giant tongue snakes that come out and try to eat Wolverine um, and he's like Bleh. and he's panicky they land in a fire the witch doesn't like the fire then it blows up and then he's found by another tribe and they're like brave warrior you have destroyed the witch who enslaved our people and um they decide that Wolverine's going to lead them. And they give him this big sword. Um, and he's like, I don't know about all this. And, um... Yeah, they ask if he can stop the war. And he's like, stop it. You got the wrong hombre, amigo. War is all I'm built for. When can we start? And then, you know, to be continued in amazing fantasy, it says. So that was a... Uh, right writing and art, I can't talk, written by Kari Andrews, uh, letters by VCs Joe Sabino, and production manager again is Tim Smith 3, so he's definitely kind of running this Infinity show. Um, the art was great, the story was, I mean, I'm a sucker for, for Mariko's story, but I don't know, there's really not much to this. Um, it was okay. I would give this, you know, a solid three out of six. <laughs> as much as I normally like Carrie Andrews, I'm not sure his art fits this as well. Like, I probably would have just rather have read, like, a normal, standard comic book with his art and not as much space, maybe? I don't know if that's the right way to describe what I'm feeling. But yeah, I mean, it was fine. Um, there was one more that I wanted to talk about. Let me find it. It is the second issue of Giant Size Little Marvels. And this one, I'll, I'll wait and do the credits at the end because I have to scroll all the way to the bottom and that's not as much fun. Um, yeah, uh, it's fun. The, the, the logo is Giant Size Little Marvels and Little Hulk is holding it up. And Iron Man is standing under him and says... Dude, deodorant. It's <laughs> pretty fun. So, we have Project Iron Way in the Little Marvel Treehouse. Um, and, yeah, really, the only, only reason I want to mention this one is 
Wolverine as Laura is standing outside the treehouse and she's pouting about something. She's mad. And she's got red swirly lines over her head. Um, Deadpool is shooting suction arrows at Cyclops. They're all stuck to him. And but basically we have a Project Runway type show where Tony Stark is asking contestants to design him new armor. Um, and uh, it's, there's a fun moment because Luke Cage and Iron Fist are the, the bouncers and Dr. Doom's trying to get in. And he's not on the list as Dr. Doom. Um, says, sorry, the only doctor on here is strange. And he's like, ugh, try Victor. Vaughn. And they oh, there you are. And they went in. And so Tony Stark is the host and the judge. And there's, the contestants are uh, Spider-Gwen, or Ghost Spider, and Captain America, and Thor, and Bruce Banner, and Black Widow, and Captain America basically designs for America the Iron Patriot armor, and Tony's like, I designed that a few years ago, and it's the same thing, and Cap's like, ugh. And then Gwen um, gives him another suit of armor. That's exactly what he's wearing now. But she's like, hold on. And she presses a real control. And a Spider-Gwen hood pops over the head. <laughs> a white hood with the, the pink webbing on the inside. And it says Heart SG on a signature, which is cute. Um, and like, next. And Thor just smashed it all with his hammer. So he's got just a broken, beat-up armor. And, um, yeah, the Black Widow has nothing. <laughs> and then uh, Bruce Banner made a, fan, a super armor with, like, big guns and stuff. And Tony's like, hello, gorgeous. Um, and talks about how it's perfect. But a fly keeps buzzing around Banner's head. He's getting Chung, I'm sorry, Annie Chang and Tim Smith 3 do the production. Um... So it's pretty cool. It's a nice, cute story. I enjoyed it. I would give it probably four out of six claws for Rise of Little Wolverine cameo. And that is all the Infinity Comics we're going to talk about today, tonight, whenever you're reading this. Or listen, you're not reading. Maybe you are. Hopefully you are. Whenever you're listening to this, though. Um, so I'm really enjoying X-Men Unlimited. Uh, that was a lot of fun. The Amazing Fantasy one was uh, fine. And then uh, the Giant Size Winter Marvels was cute. All those have been pretty cute. I like like those in general. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, there's other stuff on here. Black Widow. Uh, Black Widow one had, like, a Hawkeye in it as well. Um, what else is it? Oh, there's a Venom Carnage one that I haven't read yet. Uh, oh! <laughs> Jeff the Landshark has a series, and it's fantastic as you would expect. And there's also uh, Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane, which I have not read yet. Oh, and there's a Black Panther one. And a Captain Marvel. I don't know what these primers are. Um, I don't know if there are other stories. Let's look at one real fast. We can do this together. Let's look at Spider-Gwen. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's just maybe panels pulled in and and spread out across this Infinity format. Um, an origin, pretty much, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I think no, I think it's new art because this was by Mark Bagley. I don't remember him ever doing a Spider Gwen story. I don't think. So yeah, yeah, just one old origin stories. That's pretty cool. I'll have to check some of these out. But anyway, so I would say, I mean, gimmick aside, you know, I don't know how I would feel. So 
Obviously, the idea of this is to help drive up subscriptions from Marvel Unlimited. I don't think this would be enough for me to buy Marvel Unlimited if I didn't already have it. No, maybe if I heard someone talk about how good X-Men Unlimited was, I might consider it, or at least give it a try for a few months. Um, but I was saying, I'm definitely, enjoy- having already been a subscriber, I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, you know, the whole gimmick of it being like one long vertical comic is kind of taken or leave it. It works in some places. A lot of the issues don't really do a lot with it. Like, and just the panels are just stacked vertically. <laughs> but the X-Men one, obviously, Declan and Hickman really tried. And I feel like Hickman's kind of... I don't know if he's like one of the guys that was behind this. I know he had some ideas of, of doing something like this during the pandemic when, when comics were not being printed. It kind of scratched an inch for him to try something, and I think that was maybe the conception of this concept, which is a really dumb thing to say, conception of the concept. Say it again, conception of the concept. But um, anyway, um, <laughs> that reminds me of that one guy who, who left an iTunes review that I was the most annoying podcaster in the universe. Um, <laughs> suck it. <laughs> Um, anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I hope you're doing well. Maybe you changed your mind about the show, or maybe you found another X-Men or Wolverine podcast that you like better, because there's a lot of them out there. Um, I think I'm the only Wolverine one left standing. No, no, Taka Snitch was a great show by Ryan. I just don't think he found other interests and did other things. But, um, you know, there's, there's a ton of great X-Men podcasts out there that I love, some of whom I've become good friends with. I will not try to write them all here on the top of my head because I know I'll miss them and I'll feel really, really bad. But they're out there. You can find them. I retweet a lot of them. So go to my Twitter feed and look for them. They're all all there a lot. Um, But anyway, like I said, uh, already being a subscriber, definitely enjoyed taking advantage of it. Probably wouldn't be in... I mean... To me, there's there's so much I can read that it kind of, I mean, the, the thing pays for itself. So I'm definitely an advocate. And and while there's they just redid the app completely, and there's some things that are a little bit frustrating about some of the changes they made, but it works like as far as like functioning and not breaking a ton better. <laughs> so thank you for that. And I think they've been they've been taking some polls and stuff and trying to listen to advice, and I think they're about to do a new release that allegedly uh, is based on, on reader feedback, so we'll see. But, I mean, yeah, Marvel Unlimited, thumbs up for me, even when the app doesn't always work, it's still a great service, and there's just, I read it all the time. Like, pretty much all I do when I walk the dog is, is read comics on there. Um, so it's nice. And the Infinity Comics, well, I mean, yeah, like I said, I have no idea if this story will play into the Krakoan story at large or not, but it's fun. I mean, it's fun seeing Wolverine and Nightcrawler team up. I hope Chamber stays part of the group for the next issue, finding the third mutant, and, or third, maybe more mutants, depending on what else is in those tubes. But, yeah, I would highly recommend it. And if you're already If you're already a subscriber, you should definitely read it. And, you know, if you've been on the fence... And you think you would read all the other stuff as well, because there's, there's just so many comics on there. Then, if you've been, like, waffling, I think there's enough that are good about these that maybe that's an extra push to push you towards subscribing. 
if you know you don't want to do it, don't get it just for this. <laughs> I mean, they're not they're not that good. That you want to buy a whole service just to read a few Infinity comics. I would definitely not recommend that. But the whole package is, is great. Anyway, I'm not a Marvel salesman. What, what am I doing? Making a sales pitch to you guys. Do what you want. <laughs> but I hope that what you want, though, is to stay safe and stay well. So for the podcast that goes nicked, we're going to wrap up. You can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. Show notes and stuff are SnickCast.podbean.com, which will probably be the newest X-Men Legends. Probably do that before I get to a flashback or the Excaliburs again. Um, Rise to do a bonus episode on that by itself. Um, but yeah, those those three things will be next. So, X-Men Legends with Larry Hammer returning to Wolverine and Jubilee. And um, I'm going to wait and catch up with the Excaliburs after Inferno number one comes out. And we'll kind of catch up on everything else like the Trial of Magneto and the newest issue of X-Men and a Gavi great story and New Mutants all that fun stuff we'll do with Inferno and then the next flashback will be the introduction of the concept of Sabretooth at the mansion which I'm looking forward to that's kind of the big ride as I was getting out of comics the first time but I think it's a neat so anyway like I said so until next time Hugs and snacks, everyone. Bye-bye. And snacked.